Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Lights Out F1 podcast. Coming at you from the second week of this three-week-long break, uh, mid-season summer break. Uh, so I guess we'll just start out with some uh, recent F1 news and rumors and stuff. Yeah, uh, I think uh, one of the hot topics has to do with uh, a possibly vacant uh, Williams seat for 2022. Yeah, still uh, uh, lots of rumors circling George Russell. Pretty much almost confirmed he's going to Mercedes next season. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of it has to do with who would be taking that vacant seat. Um, you know, we have... We've talked about it before, you know, certain names like Hulkenberg or Kvyat. But it seems like Hulkenberg. the hottest name as of recent, um, your tw- uh, 2020, 2021 yeah. Formula yeah. E w- world champion, first world champion. It's the first year that FE was uh, considered a World Series. Yeah, the FIA sh- sanctioning. Yeah, he's the first official world champion. Yeah, so yeah. congratulations to him. Nick yeah. DeVries. Yeah. Of the Mercedes U team. He, he's a... He's a really interesting guy. Another fast Dutchman. Not, um, not as fast. Let's not get twisted. <laughs> not as minute, fast. Wait Nowhere a near as fast as uh, the Do we know? I, we has don't it been know. proven, Kyrie? Uh-huh, no. uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Formula E gets like a lot of shit because it's like the biggest like electric racing series pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sure, it might not be as exciting like in a lot of ways. Like you might like, like not like the sound as much like the engine sound of F1, but mm-hmm. like it's still like really close racing. Like I know it's like kind of... Like bumper cars, sometimes like the rules are a little like muddy compared to F one. And the I th- I, I think yeah, my yeah, biggest it's, it's still, it's still my biggest great racing problem with it is the the circuits are garbage. I was yeah. gonna say just from the one race we were just watching, it did not seem yeah, but um, like a nice circuit. But yeah, because the, they're all street circuits. The yeah. idea of having what like most of the grid being able to win the championship at the last race sounds pretty yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, the last race of the season, the Berlin E Prix. I mean, it's crazy. The start was insane. insane. I mean, yeah, to begin with, I mean. Uh, on the starting grid, uh, two of the title contenders uh, crashed. Um, yeah, due to uh, yeah, one Mitch, of Mitch Evans' car, his, he 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 stalled on the grid on his grid spot, and uh, <laughs> Ortara crashed right in the back of him, and they took took them both out, and they were both like they had a better chance to win than than yeah. Devry going into this weekend. So that was that was an insane start, and then. And to refinish uh, eighth. P- P8, yeah. starting from starting like 13th. 13th. Yeah, so I mean, pretty good drive. Uh, and I mean, just the, the math added up and he got it. And good, good yeah, him. it's a good win for him. Good uh, win for the Mercedes team. Uh, they announced that they're going to leave Formula E, um, I think, at the end of pulling this year. Rosberg. Yeah, pulling a Rosberg. So they got to get their boy out. Get they got to get Nick out of Formula E. So he's yeah. Toto, Toto <laughs> needs to start making some calls. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I'll make sure yeah, no, get the seat. it's. It's a bit of a curious case, Nick DeVries, because, you know, when you look at his record, it's almost like how how come he didn't get a chance in Formula 1? He was a Mercedes Jr., so that Formula is one of the hardest seats mm-hmm. to, like, yeah, attain sure. in the first place. So, obviously, it was just a matter of vacancy, but... Yeah, but we'll see. Definitely, yeah. I mean, he's probably... You think he shot up to the top of the list for the Williams seat? You think you think he's, he's higher on the he's, radar he now? He deserves a chance, man. He's yeah. Formula E World Champion. He won the FIA Formula 2 Championship. Yeah, for sure. Euro Wild. Cup Formula Renault Championship and the Formula Renault Alps <coughs> Championship. I feel like the rewards yeah. speak for I mean, themselves. L- yeah. Let's see. I mean, if, if all that wasn't enough before, let's see if the Formula E Championship is enough to get him that drive. But I think I think it's worth a shot. I think out of all the drivers out there, he's, he's probably one of the ones who, who could be... Uh, worth a, an F one seat. Yeah, I don't. It, it it's hard to ignore at this point, yeah. right? Like, we'll see. We'll Talent see is always really hard to ignore, and he's just he's just shining. It's kind of he's doing everything right, yeah, like wherever kind of wherever he's put, he's right? Shining. Yeah, he won an F two. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, spe- speaking F2. of uh, I guess F one seat rumors and who we might uh, be seeing swapped on the grid next year. There's a bit of a sh- 
little shocking. Red, I mean, I wouldn't say it's that shocking. It's Red Bull. It's Helmet Marco. Red Bull. Uh, yes, so out more shit. They just talking, love politics. Talking <laughs> trash about yes, so. new second driver Checo Perez. <laughs> to those who not, not consistent yeah, enough. Exactly. Yeah. They, I don't know. Me. He's just saying that the uh, Helmet Marco was just talking about how the gap is still to max is still a little too much yeah i mean no that shit consistency. it's max for stopping yeah yeah i mean he's a tough person to compare yeah so i mean he's it, been it, in the car for four it, five it's a cursed chalice yeah. it really like, is that seat is it's, like it's impossible Perez, to see it in. you know has been in a single car like a team for like his whole career and you know, this is his first half season with a new team and yeah i don't and know he, he won a race <laughs> He I don't know. He I, I'm not. I'm not sure what Marco wants because it's obvious they don't want Max to be outshined. No, of course. Of so, course. I mean, I get that they want to close the gap, but we're ten races in, right? Like, At the same time, I, I feel like, like he's done his yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. Better I mean, than a lot of the preceding warmer. drivers. Better so than far. Albon for sure, and Gasly. I mean, neither of them want to race. I mean, it, it's yeah. I, I don't. He deserves the rest of the season for sure, which I think I he's know, probably like, getting. But for Marco to just like say like oh yeah he won't be here for very long or like yeah just all this bullshit like it's just I, I feel for Red Bull fans sometimes you know the shit they yeah. they deal with with um, Marco on occasion Horner and Mister Yoss Verstappen mm-hmm. as well um, <laughs> you guys got a you guys got a cool team there yeah. but there's I mean, a look, lot look, of look, shit look, look, to- Toto talks fair share fair share of shit too let's not let's not let's not forget also I just want to point out Checo's being burn for no reason man i feel like all his mistakes were because of racing incidents like all of this stuff uh happened. silverstone was his fault silverstone was definitely his fault. also i, I want to talk about what happened to leclerc again yeah <laughs> that was bullshit but i feel I like Emma was I his like fault too, yeah, yeah i think i was gonna say leclerc Imola. it's really tough to just like judge him cheeky. off two bad races the rest have all been like yeah, yeah he like kirill said he, he has a race, race he won a race yeah i yeah. mean what Come more on, could you want and if if not for that, I think he might have, like, if not for the whole incident in Baku, I think he still would have closed in on Lewis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in France, like, bro, on his old-ass, like, tires, like, he was able to pass Valtteri. Like, that that shows, if I'm Red Bull, that shows me that he is the second driver. Like, at least for now, he's for surely, he can yeah. provide some stability and a reliable second mm-hmm. driver. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if, if, if it's true, if, if Helmet is really that, like, that pissed at him for... Not being Max Verstappen. Yeah. I mean, who, who do you think are his four his options. top picks? He's four specifically options. said so who four. do we think those four? For sure, Albon. Albon. Probably sure, Gasly. Albon. Gasly, yes. It'd be so stupid if Gasly wasn't one of them. Yeah, Come on. so that's I'm two. I'm thinking yeah. Hulkenberg has to be in the mix there. Oh God. They they were already considering him before. I think he's so bad. in there. Fourth though, I don't know. I I can't imagine they'd be yeah, considering the, the Yuki. Fourth one, the fourth no, one. No, for sure not Yuki. One. I who's the fourth then? We all I know. Imagine Kvyat. We talked oh. about it earlier, but oh my god, not for yeah. any racing reasons, just the drama, just, just the first of all the stories. Doctor Helmet Marco would have to swallow his enormous <laughs> ego to do that yeah. to to fire Kvyat and then take him back once again. I mean, any of the three, honestly, who he, he already kicked out of that. But Kvyat, he's fired before and then taken back. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I don't think he has enough humility in him and to also his pride. I don't think it's in Max's best interest that he's paired alongside. Oh, and why is that, Kevin? Oh, why is oh, that, come Kevin? Oh, come on. The, the drama. The drama would be so amazing. Actually, I mean, Kvyat could give some tips on how to, you know. He's an OG. He's son. a vet. But Verstappen's <laughs> kind of a vet, too, now. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm talking oh, about... That's oh, Kevin, what would you, what, what would you be you. referring to, Kevin? May I, may I uh, inquire? Uh, rhymes with... Uh, PK. <laughs> okay. Rhymes with PK? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's enough of that. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on to our main that. topic of discussion today. Yeah, uh, so we're gonna look at, take a look back through F1 history and talk about some, some of the greatest driver rivalries. Yeah. In the um, sport. Since this Been season, you know, we're in the midst of a potentially a really great rivalry in Verstappen Hamilton. We wanted to revisit some of the older, more legendary rivalries we've had throughout uh, Formula One. Kirill, you want to kick us off? I'll kick it off. Sure, why not? Um, I mean, we'll go. We'll go way back uh, before any of our time. Obviously. Yeah, by the yeah. way, we're not going to go in any chronological order. Just yeah. okay. what we wanted to talk about. Well, I'll start at the, the beginning, yeah. anyways, because fuck it. Um, so I guess the first like really big uh, like driver rivalry in uh, Formula One back in the fifties. We all know Juan Manuel Fangio, uh, but obviously he, I mean, he won what five titles. So very accomplished mm-hmm. driver mm-hmm. Uh, and a little less accomplished his rival, uh, Sterling Moss, which I'm sure you guys heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. But famous, sir. Never won a title. Uh, but three years in a row, he came in second to Juan Manuel Fangio, mm. uh, 55, 56, 57. They were actually teammates at Benz in 55. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, in an era like that, it goes a little Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in, in an era like that, yeah. where like the sport was so much more dangerous and the cars were like insane, there, there was like not even no seatbelts. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, like, I mean, I, I feel like the like the heat of that rivalry has got to be like amplified a lot because of that. You know, the circumstances. Yeah, and I mean, driving. Certainly. I mean, on the same team for a year, and then on different teams two years after. I mean, mm-hmm. lots of close encounters because like, he came in second three years in a row. That's got to. That's, that's gotta, gotta that's gotta, a, that's gotta hurt, you know. Burning to, ne- to never win, chest, you know. That's yeah. that's gotta really suck. Um, so it's obviously not like publicized very much. It's I mean, a long time ago. Like F one wasn't as huge. Like there wasn't like really TV coverage or anything. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But I think a, a very interesting look back to like the very first big rivalry we've seen between two drivers in F one. I think. Uh, yeah, another one I wanted to look at, like moving on, is another uh, very iconic one. You know, they had their own movie. Mm. Uh, None other than James Hunt and Nikki Lauda. Nikki Lauda. Um, yeah, you guys saw this one coming. Great movie, by the yeah. way. Great, Great movie. movie. Please oh, love it. Rush. And, yeah. and even better rivalry, right? Great I think, acting. I think just setting up yeah. the scene, you have this um, British hotshot and James Hunt, mm. you know, looking his, uh, to make his way onto the scene. And then this more, I guess, calculated. Professional. And I guess, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess like uptight. <laughs> Uh, Austrian an asshole, <laughs> an asshole as yeah. he, <laughs> as he like, puts self-proclaims. it. Yeah. yeah, um, that was that was one of the best rivalries of the seventies, if not the best. Right, it was the um, rivalry of the seventies in my opinion. Like, I feel sure. like that. I feel like that rivalry was like the Magic and Larry Bird rivalry for the oh, NBA. Oh yeah, yeah. Probably, I feel right. like it really propelled F one to where it is now, or well, maybe not where it is now, but where it was like in the eighties back mm-hmm. then. It definitely brought way more attention. They started focusing on like safety regulations because of the race Lauda pulled out of the rainy race. I think it put a bit of a yeah, spotlight like, on his whole career, yeah, putting like, a lot of, of yeah. spotlight on safety. So it's just awesome yeah. how much more development came out of this one rivalry. And I mean, the movie shows that they didn't even hate each other. That's what I love yeah. the most. Like they were, they had a lot of respect for each yeah. other. Yeah, I mean, bar some of the obvious dramatization yeah. in the movie, it's clear that there very was respect. Movie, but no, very there, dramatized. Very dramatized. It was there was that clear respect between the two drivers. You know, mm-hmm. even though. It, obviously got heated but that's just the way sports is and i think yeah just them being polar opposites i think is what really amplifies this rivalry mm-hmm. um and that that title year where um nikki lauda was leading and then had that accident at the nurburgring yeah 76 was a crazy and came back yeah. the and came back same year crazy. after like, watching just the races weeks. on tv oh after getting his back. lungs like sucked yeah of, like, that's the right at monza that's bro crazy. that was crazy comeback yeah. and then just to 
Yeah, the title decider at um, Fuji. Fuji. What, what a story that one was, right? Yeah. Crazy. Like, you know, 76 is actually one of, like, a few years uh, where the championship winner never led the championship the entire season. Mm. It's crazy. Wow. How many times does that happen? You know? I think, like, maybe two or three times. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's very rare. Yeah. But James Hunt didn't lead it all until the very end of the season. That was a pretty damn good drive by him. I mean, yeah. I, I think Great year. Just such a great year overall for F1. Man. Yeah. And I mean, like, the, the playboy James Hunt, like, his personality yeah. definitely helped a lot to, for marketing and, like, reaching out to a wider audience. Because, like, mm-hmm. Nicky Lauda, he's an awesome driver, mm-hmm. great, like, businessman, not good leader. Not media, though. But, yeah, as Here, a personality. Not willing to. I mean, he's yeah. kind of funny. Like, his, his humor, his dry humor is good. But, like, <laughs> as far as, like, marketing a personality, like, James mm-hmm. Hunt was, like, like the proto Lewis Hamilton. I mean, he went a lot harder than Lewis goes nowadays. Way harder. <laughs> he partied a lot, a lot Lewis. harder. <laughs> but yeah, as like a, an archetype of like a famous like superstar mm-hmm. driver, yeah, he kind of like paved the way in a sense. Yeah, I don't know. That was, I, I think like, I don't know, the movie just like showed how much of a, like again, bar some of the dramatization, Lingy Loud is like a fucking genius. He's, he's with an icon of Setting sport. up the car yeah. and just like, an icon of the sport. I mean, he's pretty much the, like you know how Jerry, you have Jerry West as the logo of the NBA. Mm-hmm. That that's yeah. Nicky Lauda for Formula One. You know, yeah, he's like or Ayrton. But we'll get to that later. We'll get to him later. He was an innovator as well. Like he really like the magnesium sure. parts. Are you guys using magnesium pots? Why was he British? I don't know. Why was he British? Why did he go British? Ass line. That, <laughs> oh my goodness. That, but I don't know if that actually happened. Um, true, true, yeah. true. But I mean, regardless, I mean, absolutely iconic Man, movie time, and, yeah. and the rivalry, both of them. Nikki, especially though, I think is definitely like mm-hmm. one of the biggest legends of the sport. Like hands down, Certainly. you can't you can't deny like what he's doing. Yeah, during that so time impressive. to have like three world championships was a fucking like accomplishment. Yeah, that that was a talented like era mm-hmm. and a Very talented. crazy mm-hmm. ass like era for the cars for sure. But yeah. um, would you want? We, we can move on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else to say on. about them? I, I believe RIP to two goats. R. For R. sure. Them both. I mean, RIP to a lot of these guys. Yeah, RIP yeah. to a lot of these guys. But uh, I guess we can move on to I think. Arguably the greatest, I think, rivalry. I think the one that most uh, people I think we know, it, yeah. I think everyone knows. Prost Senna? Ayrton Senna versus Elaine Prost. Uh, oh, I mean, where, man, where should we start? One. Should so, we go back to the very beginning, 1984? I think so. I think back that to we, need to start. we need to start from the yeah, beginning. I mean, okay, might as well. Uh, so 1984 was Senna's first season, right? Mm. Prost has already been in F1 for like a few years. I think since I like 1980-ish. So. Yeah. Um, so I guess like their first like really big encounter... Um, and like uh, so, so 1984, Monaco. Uh, Aaron's first uh, team was Tolman, so not like a very good team, not a McLaren or a Ferrari kind of team, like damn not a good car, fucking not even a team yeah, I've that. heard of. No. <laughs> so in '84 in Monaco, he started in P13, wow. and through a combination of just like being Ayrton Senna and like strategy, Great not moves. not the car at all, he gets a P2 behind Elaine Prost in I think McLaren at the time. Uh, so it's a wet race. So it's it's in eighty in nineteen eighty four. So imagine you know it's pretty dangerous already in those Monaco, cars in Monaco, yeah. in the wet. Uh, Jesus. and so Elaine Prost has a brake balance uh, like failure, some kind of issue with this car. And so him and his team managed to get the race like red flag. It's one of the it's one of the last few laps. So the race ends. Mm. Uh, and Senna is pretty pissed. I mean he's not very happy. He's hot. He kind of complains hot, about right? how how they like got that treatment from the FIA and stuff. So. They didn't really like birth the rivalry from the beginning, but just like an early encounter between the two there was to get the fire going. Yeah, there was a competitive yeah, definitely nature a, a from the history between them from yeah. the very start. Yeah, that's fine. I, I actually think, I have never heard that story. That's yeah. crazy. Just fast forwarding a bit to '88 when it was announced that uh, T 
teammates. They'd be teammates, yeah. Um, Senna would be joining Prost at McLaren. That was the 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 sh- like dominant McLaren Honda era. So that that Iconic that car. car pretty much won every How single fucking race. How do you fight that race. team? Like you don't. Senna you don't. That's like Prost? that's like putting that was prime like, yeah. Kobe and LeBron. Disgusting. On disgusting. Like. like Phil Jackson's Lakers. Oh. Yeah, I mean they they won four straight championships together. Senna yeah. or Prost from eighty eight yeah, to ninety one. Yeah, they were they were dominant. Senna took the title as well now, and um, it, it was pretty clear that Honda was like a very big fan of like Senna's like Senna. punchy style of driving, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, just that aggressive. Nature. Prost, he definitely accused Honda of some. some yeah, no, definitely, and uh, yeah, obviously didn't sit well with Prost too much. Um. 89 the tensions grew even higher um we got to suzuka um well, hold on should we start with uh imola 89 i think that, that happened first chronologically okay we'll okay. talk about that first um imola 89 so in, in imola i mean because in 88 i mean they were they were teammates they fought hard on track but yeah. like yeah. they weren't really like that well, hot well, of a rivalry. Yeah, that, it yeah. was still who got cold. the title in 88 was it 88 senna. was senna, senna right? yeah, yeah it was 88 senna 89 Prost. yeah okay 97 91 senna got it got it um, so 89, Imola, their first, like, real, I guess, as teammates, like, the, like a, a scrap. Yeah. It's what, like, really started their whole, like, rivalry. Um, so in 89, uh, I think Senna started P1 and Prost was P2. I'm not sure, honestly. Mm-hmm. But they had agreed beforehand, because they were a 1-2 on the grid, mm-hmm. that whoever was ahead in turn one would just, like, lead the race. Like, they wouldn't try to overtake each other. Um, so Senna goes in turn one, he's ahead. So they go ahead, they're just following each other. Paros doesn't try to overtake him. They they had an agreement. Uh but something happens to Gerhard Berger. Uh, he's out of the race. Pretty dramatic accident actually. His car was like in the wall on fire. It was pretty I crazy. Believe, yeah, I remember. Have you seen it maybe? Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. But anyways, red flag. So the race restarts and on the restart, Prost gets by Senna. So Prost is leading after turn one. So Prost thinks, okay, well, I'm leading on the race restart, so it's my race now. I should, I should get the win. But oh, Senna no. thinks, well, I was leading before the restart. I should be in P1, right? So Senna overtakes Prost, and Senna wins the race. But that, yeah, that that miscommunication, that little incident really... Like a multi-21. In a way. <laughs> but it, it started their whole, like, like real, like, heated rivalry. Yeah, I think that, that pissed off Prost so much that by, the, by that year's um, Italian Grand Prix, that's when he... Mm-hmm. He announced that he was going to move to Ferrari yeah. um, moving f- forward, like at the start of the next season. And he left it in the ni- and 1990. Starting 1990, Ferrari, right? Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, you can go ahead and talk about <laughs> Japan now. Sorry for Yeah, so um, you have the 1989 infamous incident where um, Prost essentially like closes the door in a very suspicious and uh, intentional way yeah. on us. And it, it was very a title-deciding race, and uh, he basically DNF'd. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have turn one. Didn't they just? Well, no, no, no. That was not the one. Oh, that was no. Turn one. It was like pretty deep. It was on the race. like the penultimate corner. Yeah, pretty deep into the race, and just like, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, know? he didn't just DNF him though. Like the way it happened was pretty crazy. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like Casano. I mean, like, you, you want to go into it or yeah, I can? I mean, the way he turned into him. No, no. What happened after? So Senna was trying to overtake Prost. Prost was in the lead. Senna uh-huh. had to win that race and the final race of the season. He had to win all three races to win the championship. That's how close it was. Sebastian Vettel. So Senna is trying to overtake Prost into that corner, and Prost cuts him off. They crash, and they go into the chicane. So Prost is like, "Oh, it's over! I win! Like yeah. it's my championship!" He gets out of his car. He's he's going to the escape route, but Senna keeps the engine running, 
And his car is like, I think his wing is probably messed up, but his car is still running. So he's still going. So he finishes the race. So he's he won the race. He he's still like in contention for the championship. The yeah. Oh my goodness. But Prost is like, oh well, well he he cut the chicane on the last lap. Like oh blah blah blah. So anyways, he gets sent disqualified. So that that did not sit well. That with Eric definitely at didn't all. Sell, yeah. sit well. It's a big caveat. Yeah. And that that's oh, uh, wow. that gave Senna. I mean Prost the eighty nine championship. Yeah. I just want to be uh, clear. I'm not a big fan of Prost. <laughs> I just no, want he, to be clear. <laughs> he was very methodical, and uh, he wouldn't discriminate if it yeah. was like, He's definitely yeah. one correct. of the, um, yeah. I'd say, lesser, po- less popular or like liked greats. But also just so. Yeah. With how, how he, I think what he did on track The way he, he so. conducted himself at times, yeah, was not very popular, but... Nonetheless, he's he was also greats, rivaling right? one of the most loved F1 drivers. I mean, one of the greatest drivers yeah, of like, all time. Yeah. It's tough when yeah. the guy you're fighting is then, literally the most loved man in the sport. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, yeah, the 1990 season. Tragic. Um, I don't know if there's much you wanted to, like, talk about before, leading up to it, but you, you get to Suzuka again. Uh, but yeah, we know what happens. Oh, and, my God. And Senna's just like, yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Uh, turn one. He didn't even wait. He, he turned for, one. He went yeah, we for know what's going to happen. crazy one. No, yeah. I mean, lap one, turn one, he just dives into to Alan Prost's Ferrari. Absolutely and it, dive. Yeah, just DNFs them both, and it secures, <laughs> secures Senna the title. And you know what? At that point, like, it's like fair play, right? I, mean, I don't yeah. know. Prost was like just being he was so cheeky at this point. Yeah. It's some, some amazing Murray Walker commentary, too. Oh, yeah, this no. is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Um, uh, but yeah, fucking crazy. Uh, it's RFB Murray Walker. One of the, RFB. like, I don't know, just craziest spectacles in all of racing. It's and one of the best rivalries of like yeah. any sport. I don't know. Just the way they both. That's were, a stain on yeah, each career though. I'd mm-hmm. say it definitely right. yeah, but it was a different era. It was a lot more common back then. Yeah, than it is now. Uh, no, definitely. So yeah. Overall, motorsport was a lot. I guess F one specifically was a lot more. It's corrupt and murkier. Hey, you know slightly. what? <laughs> hey, but fucking that, but yeah. that he had who was coming to him. Honestly, yeah, he he deserved it one hundred percent. But yeah, I mean after that, I mean. uh 1991, I think Prost, he didn't get a seat, right? He got yeah. sacked, and then he, he was sacked. out for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, Senna won in 1991. 92 was Mansell and the Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 93 was Prost again. Uh, but then after 93, after that championship, Prost retires. And at that point, they kind of start to, like, reconcile. They kind of, like, you know, they're... The final podium together, where Senna pulled up Prost yeah. onto the podium with him was really... It was yeah, really nice to see that. Yeah, because yeah. he's retiring, and he was like, yeah, yeah we're, not, we're not, like, rivals anymore. Like, yeah. it's, it's over. Like, Let's you know, put it in the past. Bury the hatchet, you know, That's squash the it beef. Is. Like, it's never... Or, like, usually it's never that personal, you know? Yeah. So, like, when unless you're Unless less you're Nico stake. and Lewis. Oh, no. Oh, oh God. <laughs> we'll say that for later. We'll get <laughs> well, to that yeah, later. We'll save that one for later. Uh... But yeah, I mean, to, to see them like, um, like you know, make up, have some kind of friendship afterwards yeah. is really great to see. I mean, we all know '94 tragically what happened to yeah. Ayrton. Rest uh, in peace. Yeah, uh, but like to see like Alain Prost after such an intense like battle and, and 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 like heated like rivalry. Like to see him like carry Ayrton's like coffin at the funeral was like mm-hmm. a really like great thing to see. Like to see that like second chance at like yeah. a friendship, even yeah. though you know they didn't really get that chance because of what happened to Ayrton. To see like you know them be adults about it and like reconcile is really really great to see yeah at the end of the day they're all just grown men doing what they love yeah they get competitive but they all know that they're they're all in it for kind of the same reasons if that makes sense mm-hmm. for sure and, i mean only yeah. one guy can be champion i mean seriously it's, it's only one how it works yeah, yeah. yeah um but next yeah i mean who do you want to talk about next we got we got plenty i can in schumacher schumacher's done a few rivals we can schumacher's talk about. just we can all over the, the place with his I feel rivalry like that one was one that's a little <laughs> more iconic overlooked. one or right? really i mean 
I guess. I mean, who would you say is his most like iconic yeah, road rivalry? The same thing. Because he has uh, a few. To yeah. We can name a couple. Yeah. I don't know. I guess either Alonzo or Hakkinen. Yeah. For I don't know. Like in the before Alonzo in the two thousands. Different Alonzo. Um, he didn't yeah. really have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess he had rivals, but like, I mean, Schumacher was like he was just wiping them. Yeah. Yeah. And he won like what five straight or something. Yeah, five straight. Yeah, fucking crazy, insane. Um, but yeah, uh, you want to talk about the Hakkinen one a little bit? Sure, no. we can talk about Hakkinen. Mika. Bit. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, Mika Hakkinen was McLaren. He was at McLaren, yeah, but he he was uh, who was his teammate at McLaren? Was it David Coulthard? It was David Coulthard. It was David yeah, they both had some little, yeah. some scraps with Schumacher actually. <laughs> Coulthard has scraps with everyone. <laughs> Literally everyone. Yeah, not even by his choice. Literally obviously. everyone. Yeah, the but chin, I mean, bro. Just a magnet for drivers. But yeah, I mean, Hakkinen was like, I think, a very overlooked driver from that era. He has two yeah. championships, but mm-hmm. still doesn't like come up in the like greatest of the era conversation. Right. I mean, obviously, Schumacher is the greatest of that era. Like, no question. But like, after him. Who would um, be second? Second yeah. would be Hakkinen. Yeah. I think uh, so. Without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, he, he was one of the few could, who could match well, him like, you in could pace. Argue, you could argue Senna. Because my, my thing with Hakkinen I, is... Yeah. If you look at all the shoe, like, all Schumacher's like podiums, kind of overlapping eras. Yeah, if you look at Schumacher's podiums, who's sharing it with him? Hakkinen's always somewhere mm-hmm. on. Yeah. There. So in my opinion, he, he's second. He's second. Yeah, because I mean, if you look at their relationship, I mean, even though Schumacher won most of the on-track battles, most of the mm-hmm. title fights, uh, Mika was like one of the few who could like really resist his mind games and challenge mm-hmm. him like mm-hmm. on track, like equally. Um, and I think Mike clearly respected him a lot for that. He showed like he treated him differently from other drivers. Like he would. I think respect down. him a lot more. Yeah, because yeah. neither one would back down, and he yeah. respected him for for standing his ground and, and having like that. Yeah, I don't, that fire, that never, spirit. While while they had some hard battles, I don't think it ever reached like a boiling point between the two where they were like exchanging like I don't know really heated exchanges. You know, like in the way like Prost or Senna did. Yeah, just outing each other in the media that much. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, there wasn't much to that rivalry. I guess it was just more on the track than it was off the track. Um. But great. I mean, Schumacher needed someone to push him. <laughs> oh, Alonzo pushed it. his ass. <laughs> yeah. He got pushed a lot, but he, he pushed back. I mean, he, he pushed the hardest of all. Um, that's why he will, I mean, we remember him as a great. I mean, he had so many rivalries. We don't have time to talk about them all today, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we we got to save that. We have to do this for another episode. Yeah, maybe yeah, episode. Do the second half, I think. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this Sunday we'll, we'll see you guys for the next couple I think rivalries. so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, but that's our, our time for today. So I guess we'll see you next week and we can talk about the second half mm-hmm. of our. Uh, Thank List you so of much. best Thank F1 rivalries. Thank you for tuning in. Have Bye. a good week, y'all.